0: Mind Over Millennial contains explicit content that may not be suitable for all listeners. All views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the creators of Mind Over Millennial. The creators are not licensed healthcare, finance, or life professionals. But we're happy to share our Google expertise with you. Listener discretion is advised. of Mind Over Millennial. My name is
1: Lauren. And my name is Tess. I still remember that. (laughs) And tonight we have had a lot to drink-ish. I haven't started yet, so this is just me. I've had a lot to drink. Fine, now you're on par with my normal personality of like, holy crap,
0: (laughs) which is ideal, honestly. (laughs) Um... So, yeah, for, for this episode, I think what we're going to try to do is establish a, a nice little mini series of uh, Adulting is Hard. Adulting, adulting is, emotional. is Emotional.
1: Yeah, I've been, I'm not even going to lie to you, when I decided on that title. So, if the title is bad, blame me. Um, I was walking around my house. Adulting is Emotional. Oh, yeah, Adulting is Emotional. <laughs> like, I would do our little song. You know, Adulting is Emotional. <laughs> so uh hey Zach Gabe, game
0: <laughs> thanks for the wonderful intro music <laughs> absolutely <laughs> this works for lots of things <laughs> i mean it's it's true though it's true though oh, so, yeah. so tessa what's what's got you what's got you going this week
1: oh gosh i mean it is a great week it's a good week it's just one of those holy cow where's the wine kind of weeks i just risked my neck in a thunderstorm. We've got the hurricane residue coming up this way. Um, yeah. So I risked my neck in a thunderstorm to give myself a bottle of wine when I'm supposed to be on a diet because I'm supposed to lose three pounds. Hello, the perpetual diet. It's like one of those little spinny doors that you go in the restaurants. By the way, I get stuck in those things. <laughs> do you really i really do i got stuck in one as a little kid one time because there were like businessmen and then there was me and my little pink tutu dress Aww. and um they were going so quickly like i missed the exit like three times and i couldn't get out and now i have a perpetual fear of those revolving doors so Aww. yeah poor Tess. i mean those real- are weird it's not like snakes no revolving doors
0: I think that's relatable. I mean, I have an anxiety of never being able to escape one. I've always been able to. I've never had the issue of actually not escaping one. <laughs> well, so. when you're your
1: grand total of, you know, less than 50 pounds, and there are these power suits running around around you, like, we will go to Wall Street. You're, yeah, you get stuck.
0: We will go to Wall Street, but we're actually at a BJ's. So
1: Literally, though. Actually, I was at a BJ's last night. That was the last time I saw a revolving door. It's closed because of COVID. Why are revolving doors closed because of COVID?
0: I don't know. Maybe they're harder to sanitize because they're constantly
1: going around <laughs> instead of just open and shut. They need to like color code each section of the door so that they can be like, oh, that person was in the pink color coded one. We need to go clean the pink one.
0: That would make much more sense. But then you'd always have to have like at least one person watching. And you know, those poor hostesses, they don't get paid enough That's to watch true. the That's door. True.
1: I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to like add to their, you know, stress level. I just, at least for the places that only have revolving doors. I've seen some of those in like bank buildings.
0: No, that's, de- they, yeah, that's true. I mean, unless you're an employee and you have a badge, then yeah, you're, you're going yeah. through those fancy revolving doors where the power suits go, so.
1: I hate power suits. <laughs> Not on people, they're fine, That's great. Wear your power suit if you want your power suit. I don't like to wear them, they make me sweat. The last time I put on slacks, it took me until three o'clock in the afternoon to realize I had a hole in the crotch of my slacks, which I'd had all day long. There you go. Top that one. (laughs) Where was that? At a business meeting. I went to help my mom who's trying to get some stuff off the ground. Go mom, whatever. Anyway, and I was there as her like consultant. Thankfully, it was like literally right at the meeting of the pants. But I mean, oh God, I realized in the bathroom. And then I'm like in the bathroom, like bent over awkwardly trying to have sex with myself in the mirror to see if you can see where this (laughs) hole is in my pants. (laughs) This was only a couple weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm 25 and I still walk around with holes in my pants in awkward place. Yes. No, this was two weeks ago. It's fine. It's COVID. I mean, what are, what <laughs> are we going
0: to so. do? It's it fine. This was
1: the first in-person meeting in COVID that I'd done. Also, none of my other slacks fit. Reason for the three pound diet um because i was oh like I, I not i it, for me it's not a diet thing of like i need to lose weight to be skinny it's like i i can't afford to buy new clothes and i'm too lazy so i might as well just lose the weight <laughs>
0: no, that i that i feel i mean i'm too lazy and i'm more than willing to buy the extra clothes <laughs> so uh so hey babe we've spent a lot of money on clothes lately
1: uh <laughs> it's fine you're cute it's fine it's fine it's fine, it's fine so how are you this week now that i went off on that rant and told you all too many personal things i'm still not drunk good lord
0: it's not too many at all uh life is life right now uh we've got a funeral on uh saturday so that's just that's just the way of life right now it's fun today was my mom's 60th birthday
1: happy birthday mom happy
0: birthday mom so that was a lot of fun uh, we actually ended up having like a whole surprise party for her because uh, we do this family trivia thing every weekend since COVID started with my extended family on my dad's side. And uh, my aunt o- My aunt actually sent in like, uh, like went to Oriental Trading Company and bought a bunch of stuff for my mom. So we just have all of this uh, 60th stuff up around the house still. And it's, it's really cute. That's awesome. So, yeah. So it's been fun in that way. Uh yeah and the pups are doing great um samson's getting a little better he's huge he's 20 pounds which is insane. holy nerds because he's literally 10 weeks
1: old <laughs> holy nerds <laughs> i don't know why that made me think of a 10 pound baby like a 20 pound baby it's no, him it old. That is like huge. it
0: really is he's <clears> giant. like i don't he's he sleeps like he takes a nap and it it's like he just grows like two centimeters each time like it's it's insane it's absolutely insane but
1: oh. yeah that's uh
0: that's what i got i mean adulting is emotional
1: so adulting is emotional. <laughs> i can't sing <laughs> i've never been able to sing i don't pretend to um yeah no that's fun you talked about a uh, funeral i do like that's awful horrible um my mom called me today. My dad's in the hospital for a possible aortic valve replacement. He just beat cancer, and now we have to replace aortic valves. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not funny, but it's just like, holy cow, what's next? It's no, it is. It's the next thing after the next <laughs> thing after the next thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: adulting is emotional.
1: <sighs> oh gosh. Oh, speaking of children, the furry kind, not the the four-legged furry kind, not the just furry kind. I have to specify. I was
0: that. I was hoping because like you're uh, drinking some wine there, bud. So no no
1: no 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 furries i mean uh, furries are friendly i love furries it's great but <clears throat> my furry four-legged friend named sammy by the way we have to establish a sammy one and a sammy two because
0: so mine's sammy can...
1: two for sure he's <laughs> not the original let's
0: call it let's call it a comeback because it is
1: that's because <laughs> that's my well thing. after today the stunt my, my sammy pulled we almost needed to come back um again oh. it was pouring rain here today Mm -hmm. Tim decides he's going to go on a uh, run and he's, he's very fit. He runs, you know, 625 per mile. It makes me feel like a fucking turtle. Um, I told him the other day that my best mile time ever was like nine minutes and 15 seconds or something. And he looks at me and goes, wow, you are slow. (laughs) what a dick i am slow i'll i'll own it it's fine i'll own it anyway so he's slow like in
0: comparison (laughs) to the rest of the population that is not slow it's just the fact that he was in the army and he runs fast like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna compare my running time to ian's either (sighs) because i would die
1: well i'm not running nine minute miles right now that was my best ever time like that was i trained for this That was what made me laugh. It was sad. I know it's sad. It's fine. It's Um, not sad. It's normal. It is a good normal speed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) Anyway, um, he looks outside. It's thundering and lightning and the sky is black. And I'm Mm. like, you going for a run, huh? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, have you looked out there? Are you aware? He goes, oh, I'll beat the rain. Dude, you're not Superman.
0: No, you're not going to beat the rain. Like you just run fast. That's not, you're not going to, you're not going to
1: fly it. I don't know. So of course, five minutes after he leaves, it starts pouring, and he mm. still doesn't come back for like fifteen minutes. And I'm in my office working, you know, working away, and working from home right now due to COVID. That'll be my next thing to address for both of us, anyway. <laughs> um, and I hear screaming through my headphones, like outside my headphones. Help! I need a towel. <laughs> <laughs> if you can hear me, I need a towel. <laughs> if you can hear me. I go out there and he's standing there looking like a soggy cat, you know, oh, the sad gosh. droopy look. And I'm like, yeah, I'll get you a towel. Like, don't let the dog out. Oh, no. He's standing there staring at the dog, looks at me, looks at Tim and takes a dash right out the front door. We have a Husky in case I haven't said that 15,000 times. And I mean, he was gone, tearing down the street in the rain. <laughs> running after him in bare feet and like, you know, not prepared for this at all on the concrete. Tim has on one sock running down the street in the rain after the dog in one sock trying to catch him. Finally, we catch him. Tim's like, I'm not even taking a chance. Picks the dog up and carries him back to the house. Oh my God. How far did Sam get? Thankfully, not that far. I was using that trick. Here's a trick, y'all. This is important. You can learn something in all of these rants if you have a dog that's like running the other direction and you can't catch them. Cause I can never run faster than Sammy. I have a nine minute mile. I'm a turtle. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, if you get their attention and run the other way, as fast as you can screaming like hey come chase me like let's play turning it into a let's play and not you know let me chase you down and hunt you like a predator thankfully he only ran the length of the street like three times because he would run almost to me realize that i was faking him out run the other direction we went like that way about three Mm -hmm. times family tim ran in there caught him Mm -hmm. so there's there's a fun one if your dog ever gets out get their attention run the other direction if you can i yeah. Again, it's not guaranteed. We're not experts, but it yeah, did just, work for me.
0: Because <laughs> well, the other thing too is it's a game, right? Mm-hmm. And it's an it's an it's an instinctual game. Is if you're going to chase them, then you're the apex and you're chasing them and they're prey. But if they're going to be able to chase you, then they can get you.
1: So yeah, I feel like there's a moral in there somewhere. Adulting is emotional, but if you keep your head, you can ride it out.
0: <laughs> that that's way too deep for me right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. I'll I'll shoot you, I'll shoot you a different question along the adulting is emotional landscape line. What? Wait, I went for landscape and then fashion line went in my head. That was confusing. Um, anyway, we're wearing grass and leaves now. It's the new Adam and Eve style. Uh, how has your life changed since COVID? Oh, um, we started a podcast.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We started a fucking podcast. Um, a lot of things have changed since COVID I feel. Um, partially because uh, I used to travel up to 50% for work and I also got a new job so that I didn't have to do that. But then I went from traveling as much as I used to, to not even having an office to go to. Um, And that's been very strange. And then uh, before Ian left, he was actually at home for two whole months because he wasn't supposed to really go in very often. He actually was teaching classes uh, like his you know, his section, he was teaching a section lesson lessons around like how their job works from home right before they deployed. Um, sorry, so I have that, a
1: question. Yeah. Did he ever say drop and give me 20 over a zoom call?
0: He did not. Aww, he did not. Uh,
1: <laughs> I know <laughs> an appropriate time
0: to do that. I feel cause at least everybody's in air conditioning. Um, no, I never heard him do that. It was actually kind of interesting to see like how both of us are as professionals, um, and like hearing him teach because I know that's something that he Ooh. really does enjoy
1: about his job. He does or doesn't. I'm sorry, I interrupted. Oh, he in does. One. He does okay. he, really, he
0: really likes teaching. Um, he likes actually doing stuff too, but he likes having a value add. Um yeah. which, you know, you hope everybody does. Uh that yeah, why are you
1: taking up space on the planet? It needs to be <laughs> yeah, one
0: question. Yeah. If you're taking up space, you might as well be a value add. Um but yeah, I, I think for me, the, the most strange part of it all has been really just kind of adapting to being home all the time and also being alone most of the time. Because even before, like when I was traveling, I was by myself, but I, you know, I, I like to be personable. I like to have people to talk to. So I would go to like the hotel bar and make friends with the hotel bartender. Oh,
1: I love doing that when I travel for work. Yes. <sighs> They're so wonderful. They're so wonderful. I love being like that that stranger that rolls through town, you know, in the Western where it goes,
0: do-do-do. Yes, doo. exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like just kick open
0: the swinging doors. Yeah, saloon doors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I go for every single time is being that mysterious <laughs> and then loud individual. <laughs>
1: yeah. You can yeah. try out so many different personalities because they're never going to see you again. Exactly. Exactly.
0: No, this, so that was, that was a lot of fun. So yeah, getting used to being kind of alone. And then now it's been uh, getting used to coming back to my parents' house, which is, uh, you know, I always feel welcome and loved in my parents' home. But when you move out and you go away, it's really awkward
1: being back home oh, for yeah. an extended period. Oh, yeah. You yeah. kind of establish your own thing and you're your own person and then they come back and they're like, Well, the last I remember you, you were like my kid. So you fall back into that role, right? You're like uh yeah. oh, please no. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's uh it's a strange thing. So I feel like, you know, adulting is emotional. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh this is where we are. So it's 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 been weird. What about you? Like how's life been post and during COVID for you?
1: Uh well at the start of COVID, my job moved from an onsite job to at home office. Um, At first it was really uh, rocky. I'm going to say, because we weren't built to be remote. Mm -hmm. Uh, We ended up working it out, making it, you know, making it happen. My team was awesome and we all worked together, make it, made it happen. About the time we hit our stride, um, our workload went way down (laughs) (laughs) And so it's like, oh, we're ready to work. We have no work. Oh, no. Um, And then with the reopen of Texas uh, and – I make the joke because I think it's semi-true. I work with houses and um, homeowner request modifications and you know architectural control, that kind of thing, just as a little bit of background. And I think people sat around their homes and said, if I'm going to live in this box, I want it to be a really nice box and I want to make all these improvements. And as soon as they decided that, my job like amount of work went through the roof. <laughs> and it went from everybody's at home we have nothing to do to oh wow now we need pools now we need this now we need that and i was like oh yeah. wow now there's all the work yeah which is well, great. Mean, it's not a complaint it was just went yeah. from zero to 100 real quick
0: yeah and i i mean i do i think you're right because especially when people are kind of stuck at home it's like well i'm here and like even though i'm not here the amount of time that i usually like i used to be like now that I look at this as like, I'm here hundred percent of the time, like, why wouldn't I want this to be exactly what I want it to be?
1: Right. My thing was like, I just started cleaning my house religiously. I have this wonderful vacuum cleaner that helps with all the husky hair, all that kind of thing. That was my big purchase. <laughs> I was like, I want a carpet cleaner. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Tim, uh, he was an infusionist. He's in the medical field um, at the beginning and that job became not essential and they forgot about him. <laughs> when oh. they opened back up, they just forgot about him because he was a contractor. So they put out a hiring ad. And he was like, I'm here. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So he doesn't work there anymore. He never got fired. He never got anything. The, the person that was his contact got fired. Oh, so I think they lost his number. Yeah. Um, so hoot for that, but he got a different job. It's all good. Like, it was, it was fine. It was just kind of one of those funny moments. Um, he's actually the second person now that I've heard of that was furloughed by forgetfulness. Um, I talked to a good friend of mine the other day and I was like, How's it going? And he's like, Well, I'm on furlough. My work forgot about me. Like, when the airlines uh opened back up, um, I called him and was like, So when am I coming back to work? Because he flies to his. You know, job site all around the US. And they were like, who are you? You work for us? What? It's like, oh, okay, I'll go find a different job.
0: <laughs> yikes. So,
1: that,
0: is, that is an absolute yikes.
1: Yeah. I was like, do you need help? Like, can I help you find a job? And he was like, no, like, I think I found one. Like, will you look this website up and make sure it's legit? Because I think I start next Monday. And I was like, oh God, there's too many I thinks in that sentence, honey. Do you need help? <laughs>
0: adulting is emotional (laughs)
1: like if that's the
0: epitome of it
1: i am so thankful though i have to stop and say i am so thankful that i was not furloughed that i you know was not super worried i know we're emotional and emotional and blessed that's literally what we are i didn't mean to say that but that's what we are emotional and blessed
0: (laughs) hashtag emotional and blessed
1: yeah pretty much (laughs) it's like we know we don't have it the worst we know whatever but not complaining, very thankful, still emotional, because what you can handle is what's given to you, so apparently I'm a pansy.
0: Oh, same. <laughs> I don't, I was thinking about that, too, and this is going to get real fucking dark, but I was just like, how much more of this, how many more of these things can I handle? Because, <laughs> uh, because I don't know. Uh, I think I'm good. I think this
1: is my threshold. <laughs> <laughs> And i think i can stay here on this little plateau and then (laughs) and that's why we have these sessions y'all if you hate us that's (laughs) fine this is our therapy because i tried therapy and it did not work for me so did i tell you my first therapy story
0: you've told me a couple of them i know why you went to therapy
1: no 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 i'm talking my first ever therapy story no okay so i was a freshman in college oh oh i did tell you yeah, but, but tell everybody else. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So I'm a freshman in college. Um, I had done a year and a half at community college, but before that I was a homeschooler. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. I'm exposing myself. This is why I am who I am. And I was retaking chemistry one because I thought I wanted to be a pre-med major. I took it at junior college. I actually got a good grade. I was happy with my grade, but I said, if I'm going to go all the way through the pre-med courses at this university, I want to start with the professors that I'm going to start with from the bottom up. I thought that was a good idea. That was a very bad idea. Don't make that mistake. Don't be me. So I got this professor. I don't want to say her name because she was a very sweet lady. She was just an absolute beast in the classroom and her test average was a thirty five. Um, yeah. <laughs> there was one dude that ruined the curve, stupid ginger. But <laughs> they have no souls. I know. She she kind of reminded me of a hobbit out of Lord of the Rings. Like she just looked like that. I don't mean it as a rude thing at all. She was very sweet. She just she looked like a hobbit. She was about four nine and like had really gnarly, wrinkly fingers and she looked like a hobbit.
0: Really hairy feet? Or
1: never saw her feet. Don't know. Mm. Missed opportunity. I know, right? <laughs> it's weird that I like in- knew the answer to that question, though. I looked. <laughs> I checked. <laughs> right.
0: In my memory, I was looking for all the memory bits. I veins. still remember those stupid brown shoes she would wear. Anyway. <laughs> oh, so she was a habit.
1: I don't know. Anyway, so um, wasn't doing too well in her class, and um, she was like, you have test anxiety and childhood trauma. I was like, Okay. You're you're a psychologist too? I thought you were a biochemistry teacher. What? <laughs> here we are. He goes, um, you're going to fail my class unless you go see the counselor. So I'm making you an appointment you're going to see the, the university counselor. What? Yeah. What? So I went to go see the counselor and he was like, so why are you here? And I was like, because my chemistry teacher made me. <laughs> she has my grades in the palm of her hand. Help. Yeah. I he was like, you're fine. People who aren't licensed should not diagnose you. Go back to class. You're good. <laughs> okay, there thanks. you go. Yeah.
0: So this is, again, we're not professional.
1: No. <laughs> <sighs> it's all good. So, life has changed since COVID. What are you doing to handle your stress? Don't say drinking because we don't abuse substances.
0: substances. Um, as you sip your wine <laughs> through a straw. <laughs> they can't
1: see me. Don't expose me. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Um, I watch a lot of disney movies
1: yes Um, oh have you watched the new mulan not yet okay ian actually
0: bought it today and all the boys are really excited about it so they had to find a way to stream it and it was really sweet hearing that um which is like it's it's funny because like that's my favorite disney movie like uh mulan was my favorite because i i identified with the the personality of the character the most and then cinderella was my favorite because i grew up as uh, a head with blue eyes, so like people that don't know what a head is, it means that you have very blonde hair. Because uh, I'm—I
1: was about to ask because I was picturing a foot coming out of your forehead. And I didn't know what that meant.
0: <laughs> no, toehead. Uh, heads are uh, usually like Dutch children that have very, very, very bleach blonde hair. <laughs> Ish. But uh, I'm a you mudhead. said head—that's self-explanatory. Go ahead. <laughs> You're a beautiful human unicorn. You're beautiful. You're beautiful.
1: <laughs> Thanks.
0: But yeah, so I've been watching a lot of Disney movies. And um, before Ian left, we actually got an elliptical at our house. So like I had uh, an elliptical that I was using because even before COVID, uh, I was traveling for work so much that I didn't really get to go to the gym as much as I wanted to. And, you know, we just kind of fell into some habits that I didn't fully enjoy. And I mean, I obviously can't hate them that much because they're
1: still habits that I retain. Enjoy um, them in the moment, but not in the result. Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, so, so yeah, so I had an elliptical, I have an elliptical in North Carolina, so still trying to do the gym thing, but I really wish that we had done our home gym cause I really do miss lifting. Um, And actually getting that type of workout in like there's a difference between a lifting high and a cardio high and both of them are great. Um, And doing cardio is very important too, especially when you do lift heavy, but it's just, I, I've, I've discovered that I crave actually lifting weights lately, which is good because it means that I'm getting back into the habit of really wanting to be in shape. But yeah, what
1: about you? handling uh covid yeah well i will say starting the podcast has definitely helped me just being able to express to somebody <laughs> thank you lauren so dude just just being able to laugh at myself (laughs) like it's almost an existential moment when you're just like yeah i'm i'm a dumbass and this is not what i thought my 2020 would be i was supposed to have a big wedding ceremony this year (laughs) hasn't happened yet (laughs) shout out to all the covid brides if there are any listening um Uh,
0: i can literally only empathize but you'll still
1: get your you'll still get your ceremony oh i'm good with it honestly like i i my whole thing for the ceremony was like, I want it to be low stress, so much fun. And we're about to get to the year anniversary of the wedding. So by the time the ceremony rolls around, it's going to be so low stress. It's going to be a vow renewal. Like, come on now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's all good. Anyway, uh, coping, I would say the gym has been a big one for me. Um, at first it was drinking. Um, we had some friends that road trip to see us, uh, at the beginning of the lockdown. Yes. I know that makes us terrible people. We quarantined together though, like they quarantined for two weeks, we quarantined for two weeks. They drove down to see us and then we quarantined together. I don't know if that makes it better, but it was what happened. Um, And (laughs) I knew it was a problem when somebody called me on a Tuesday night and was like, so what time's the party? And I was like, what? And they were like, yeah, we're coming over to your house tonight, right? And I was like, it's Tuesday. And they were like, so it's COVID. I was like, oh God we have to stop. Like this was early. This was like March. This was early. Yeah. Er, I don't even know if we had lockdown in March. This was early. We were bad people. I'm sorry. Y'all only we spread anything. None of Scott's God's sake, but like we were bad people. Um, <clears throat> but after I reformed myself, <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say the gym and now the gyms have opened back up. Um, jitsu I, I do jiu-jitsu multiple times a week. Uh, Tim competes pretty regularly and, you talk about cardio high versus lifting high jiu-jitsu high is on a different level and sometimes it can beat you up but sometimes you just walk away being like oh yeah i'm actually a powerful human <laughs> no i can literally only imagine yeah because so, i mean like that's
0: basically hand-to-hand combat what, i mean, what i mean by that is like it's it's wrestling mixed with like mi- mixed martial arts and like stuff that's it's there's it's far no, more complicated
1: yeah it's very complicated it's all about um angles leverage um you know Cal, uh kinesthetics that kind of thing there's no impact sports so like you're not punching somebody yeah. but i'm the person that basically rolls with anybody that wants to roll so i was rolling with a 250 pound 260 pound guy the other day and i actually legitimately tapped him out and like saw the look on his face of like holy crap how did this child tap me out because i'm you know 150 pound five seven lanky girl and I was like, hey, I feel powerful today. <laughs> you're a badass. No, no, are. no. That's not what I mean. I'm, I'm like advocating for jujitsu right now. Like if you need to like deal with your life and also you can't focus on anything else when you're on that mat, like that is your life because you have to survive. It's, if you want to feel laser. like a motherfucking
0: badass or because chess is a badass. <laughs>
1: no, no, no. Like you want to hone your survival instincts. I highly recommend, I mean,
0: be a badass.
1: I'm not though, because I'm a chicken, because I don't compete. <laughs> I'm trying. It's all good, but yeah, no, that's that's been the coping mechanism for COVID. Okay, what is the thing you're looking for, m- looking forward to most, if we ever get out of this cycle?
0: A leg press, a motherfucking leg press. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Like I, I miss having. Wait, so, like, for people that don't know my max and like my my own husband doesn't says that this isn't impressive because, like my squat coming upcoming slice no, it is a me. flex I love, you. I love it you. is a flex, but, like my husband tells me that it's shit because my max squat is literally i <laughs> at the beach this weekend, I squatted my best friend who's literally a five five, like I think she's five, 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 six, but she's literally just absolute skinny. she's gorgeous, but she's absolute skinny. um. And she was like 129 pounds max, and I squatted her at the beach. I could only do one squat, and because <laughs> I don't, I can't do squats to save my life.
1: Um, but I, I can make, make you press. feel better about yourself if you need to. I can totally make No, you feel it's better like. better. No, no, I can. Oh, okay. I can't do 45 pound plates at You're all. Are kidding? No, really. I have a um, 90 degree sacrum. I cannot spot the bar. See, but that's you have you have an excuse. But still, like that was a wonderful
0: little for anybody that didn't understand what that was. That was the rest of uh, Tessa's wine going into (laughs) her cup. ASMR. (laughs) I'm pouring wine (laughs) because you're gonna hear that nice little
1: (laughs) hey. That was a really nice cork pop we had at the beginning. Also, by the way, it's not that I drank the entire bottle. I put this in my water koozie because that was what was clean. So yes. I still have 32 ounces to go. She's she's got a bit to, a bit ways
0: to go, guys. Anyways, you have a medical excuse as to why you can't uh actually like squat, but um before COVID, my max leg press I think got up to like five twenty five.
1: Damn. Um, like that's impressive. Damn. Yeah. Like it was I don't even think the thing at Planet Fitness goes that high. <laughs> no no and i so like
0: ian i work out at the military gyms where we are because they're free for me um and they're closed to civilians right now which is like whatever you, i hate wait, it wait okay it's, question okay.
1: for me who doesn't know yeah. Do you count as a civilian or do you count as like military accessory
0: i count as uh technically i count as a military accessory if you're gonna put it in that
1: way but like i don't I'm mean still- it rude i just mean like <laughs> no. not military as in active duty but like no, but like
0: yes, but no. Like, if if you're gonna be like, are you a hanger on? Yeah, I'm a hanger on, and not in a, not in a like no, that. not in a not I in a shitty like not in a shitty way, but just like, um, but when it actually comes to like who's on post and who's essential to being on post, it's oh. gonna be people that are essential to the mission there. So there are people that are actually like like stationed there because they are a part of a, a DOD assignment. So they might be technically civilians, but they're assigned somewhere on post because of what they're doing for uh, one of the command centers, or you're actually active duty, or you might even be reserve. But like for me, as a military spouse, like no, I can't go on post and go to the gym, which is really trash, honestly. Um, and I'm not terribly interested in going. To like, I had a uh, a membership to a, a gym before. Uh, COVID started but even still we kind of live out in the middle of nowhere and so the little gym that I was going to didn't really have what I needed and you know I just kind of realized how spoiled I was with even like even though some military gyms are a little bit older like there's a lot of stuff there because you really do want your military because it's the army to be in shape so there's a lot of nice stuff and there's a lot of nice gyms and um, yeah so when you're saying what do I miss most it's it's leg press. <laughs>
1: that's awesome though like that's yeah. awesome i i have the little planet fitness thing because that's what's closest to my house so i don't hey,
0: know it, whatever
1: works man like i am not i'm not a judgmental person when it comes to gyms oh and- yeah i know like you you out my favorite thing is i am lapping everybody on the couch it don't matter <laughs> if i'm walking one mile an hour on that treadmill i'm lapping everybody on the couch so i get my ass out there and i go yep because i'm a turtle i'm yep. a turtle <laughs> Hey,
0: man, I've got this uh, double chin. I've gained so much around the waist. So I'm just- Quarantine
1: 15. I gained it too. I think mine was a quarantine 10, but yeah. (laughs) like the quarantine 35. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. The quarantine 15 is a different number for everybody, but we're all in it together. It's like when you go to college and you have the freshman 15, it's just a thing. It's fine. We'll get back to normal life eventually. Don't worry about it. If you're working from home right now, and like me, you're in likings all the time. I didn't realize oh. my jeans didn't fit till like two weeks ago. Same. Because I've been at home for six months. Same. Yep. Good lord, y'all. It's been six months. I only have stretchy pants. I had to buy- <laughs> well, You a are ad- a man. You will wear stretchy pants. <laughs> Nacho <Right>. Libre. <laughs> you got to quote Jack Black. <laughs> All the
0: time. All the time, honestly. Who doesn't love Jack Black?
1: Um, what I miss it- most. Sorry, I don't know if you're done, but I'm going to answer my own question. Yeah. If you're done. If you're not done, please continue. I'm I'm done. Cheers. (laughs) Okay. I want to go dancing. We haven't been dancing this year, I don't think. And I didn't even realize I could miss it so much. But that's an awesome Friday night. Again, I'm from Texas, so we go to the, you know, dance hall and two-step or swing dance or whatever you want to call it. And I miss dancing. La, la, la. Do you guys even, like, do you do you dance in your kitchen? Like, have you ever done that? I have gotten him to do that a few times, but he's a very vibey person. So, so like... it's the vibe. It's the vibe. And also, he does not slow dance. Oh. Tim is one of those, like, whiplash you around the dance floor kind of people. It Love is it. not a slow dance because he didn't do step when I met him, and I didn't swing that dance when I met him. So, we had to, like, cross-integrate the styles. So...
0: Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm i trying, con- trying to convince Ian to learn how to two-step.
1: Do it. So. Oh, actually, I don't know if this has to go on the podcast, but you might have to do it for my wedding because we have an idea on the first dance. Lauren's in my wedding. If we're keeping this in the podcast, Lauren's in my wedding. She's one of my bridesmaids to be if I ever get to have my renewal <laughs> <valorable> ceremony. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm so excited. I know how to two-step. Ian doesn't. Okay. Well, our plan is, because Tim and I are both weird and we are self-conscious about things like the first dance, because I'm sorry to everyone and all the people, because I'm going to offend everyone right now. But I think the first dance is awkward as hell. Oh, it's super awkward. To watch, to do, to everything. So what Tim and I are planning to do, because most of our wedding party dances, uh, his best woman, because we're flipping it up, y'all, I got a man of honor he's got a best woman um they taught him well she taught him to dance that was the oh. teacher so and then there was a summer camp that they both worked at and her now husband my man of honor um where the swing dances were all night for hours and like they oh. were out there looking like footloose kind of thing oh. um So what we're (laughs) kick
0: off Sunday shoes. Cause who needs to dance
1: in heels? Forget that.
0: (laughs) No, for real. (laughs) Kick off those fucking shoes, because for real they fucking hurt.
1: Oh yeah. Anyway, we're planning to do a song that like we dance to the first verse and then at the chorus, our entire wedding party comes up on the dance floor with us.
0: Undoes oh. like
1: a a wedding party first dance kind of thing. Oh, I love that. Because that way it's way less awkward. Like, at you know, more friends, yeah. more fun, all that kind of stuff. Like I said, low stress is the name of the game. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I've seen that happen before. Like I I have no judgment to that.
0: And honestly, if I had even thought about that when I got married, it would have been a plus. Because again, Ian doesn't dance, and having people like it was really sweet, and it was a memorable moment, but. No matter what it's going to be a memorable moment for you so
1: i want it to be fun i yeah i want it to be fun and my whole family doesn't really dance um i was raised church of christ and dancing was a sin whoa <laughs> yeah there's some weird stuff for you um dancing was a sin so like my dad doesn't dance there's no father-daughter dance my mom doesn't dance she didn't know how she got two left feet but yeah so for us, it was like, we love to dance, but we're not going to do this whole ceremonial thing. And I asked him, like, do you want a, a mother and groom dance? He was like, not really. Like, I'll dance with her at some point, but I don't want a spotlight dance. And I was like, okay. I preface that. I'm going to end it with, we're just weird. Like, you're man. not you're not weird. I feel
0: like most people do Ooh, I want to be weird. Oh, okay. If you want to be weird, you can be weird. I want to be
1: weird. Don't, don't make me normal. I don't like normal.
0: (laughs) Okay. You're a little lost tonight. You stay weird. That's fine. (gasps) No, not like that. (laughs) Keep keep test weird. 2020 (laughs) hashtag. Oh God. Hashtag keep test weird.
1: Um, I don't feel like that would be very hard (laughs) to keep test weird. Not really. I have a hard time being normal. I have a little thing. I'm looking at it right now. It's saying in my office it says i used to have an open mind but my brains kept falling out it's got a bad meaning too but i think it's funny (laughs) literally it's funny if you actually mean it like figuratively then it's bad but to me it made me giggle all of it is funny
0: (laughs) (laughs) all i could all i could literally think about though is just like somebody like having their uh like you know how that soft
1: spot is as a baby like their head opened up
0: yeah like having that soft spot not closed but as an adult and so they're just constantly like running around going oops there's my brain matter let me just pick
1: that <laughs> no, up literally that's quick. why i liked it is that's what i thought of when i read it oh you used have an open mind my brains kept falling out <laughs> it's just so funny. we have to laugh at ourselves y'all
0: oh uh, we laugh at everybody so i mean everybody has us. to be
1: able to laugh at themselves
0: yeah exactly
1: what was that they told us as kids like you need to be able to laugh at yourself otherwise people are gonna laugh at you for you i got told that as a kid
0: you had a very interesting childhood
1: well yeah (laughs) i slept in the dog grate with the dog outside what do you think oh outside i was gonna say inside that makes sense no no no
0: well i used to camp outside i mean again we had a tent did you ever (laughs) did you ever build little tents inside of your house With like, did you ever do? Yeah, those bigger forts. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my
1: god. When 2020 started, or when the quarantine started, I wanted to start building pillow forts again.
0: Yeah. No, I think I did that a couple times before Ian's first deployment. But um, when I just I thought of this (laughs) right now because of thinking about that. We used to camp a lot because when we were kids, we lived in uh, Colorado. I was born in Colorado. Um, and so my mom. And dad had all of this camping equipment, and we used to actually, like, build tents, like, actually build the tents in our oh, family wow, room. Cool. Yeah. And we would just sleep in the family room occasionally, my brother and I, in tents and in that's sleeping really cool. bags. It was a lot of fun. We did that in Naples, too, for a little bit. It was neat.
1: That is that is really cool. Yeah. Coolest thing my mom let us do when we were kids, like you're talking about there, is um, we had those, like i think they were called pergo in the 90s do you remember pergo floors yes yeah in the 90s pergo floors yeah shout out 90s kids um (laughs) since we most of us are uh hashtag 90 (laughs) kids um she let us rollerblade in the house oh yeah Oh, yeah, we that's... were the fun house because you came in, you put your blades on. We didn't have skates. We had blades because we were oh, the coolest shit. And we it. would go rollerblade in the house. It was so much fun. Oh, that sounds like such a
0: blast.
1: It was. It was. I, My mom my mom was the cool mom. Like, I get, I was homeschooled. Like, oh, that's terrible. Whatever. But like, she made us chocolate chip cookies and let us rollerblade in the house while they were in the oven. Like, how do you get better than that? I would go back to that in a heartbeat. You, you can't get better than that.
0: That's that's why adulting is emotional.
1: Also, though, shout out all millennial moms. You want to be the cool house? Roll yeah, that's lady. how you do it. That's all you do. <laughs> <laughs> Just.
0: Let your kids, you know, have their sleepover, cook those chocolate chip cookies, build the tent and we'll have people rollerblade and then build the tent.
1: Yes. Or we built, we built the tents, um, in the backyard. Like under, we put the trampoline under the tree. We put the sheets in the trees (sighs) over the trampoline. So that like, you're not in the ground, you're not in the dirt, whatever. Yeah. And then you sleep out on the trampoline at night. So rollerblading cookies, trampoline. Oh my God. Amazing.
0: See, I never got to have a trampoline.
1: Oh my God. That was like the biggest possible doctor's visit, but the most fun thing at the same
0: time. (laughs) That's exactly why we were not allowed to have them because my grandfather was a pediatrician his entire life. And like, that was the one thing that my mom was like, no, you can have like, you can have a scooter, you can play hockey, you can do literally anything, but you were not having a trampoline because you're not breaking your neck.
1: Oh yeah, I know. My my best friend, I call him my godbrother. My my best friend as a child um was bouncing at one point. I was sitting on the edge, like the spring part, because we had we were we were bougie, we had the cushy part of the springs. When that was bougie back in the 90s. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sitting on the side, he's doing tricks. I got bounced off of it, landed on the back of my neck and thought I died for at least five seconds. (laughs) So no, gotcha. I totally get it. There there were no nets. We weren't that fancy. No, the the cushy thing was fancy. My best friend that I call my sister
0: here in Florida, she had neighborhood friends that had the fancy trampoline with the nets. The net, yeah. And even still, it was so easy just to be stupid on those things too. Like-
1: well, because kids would treat them like wrestling rings, like you no, bounce exactly. off the net and into somebody else. Like they weren't made to hold that much weight.
0: Exactly. <laughs> like, we were kids. Kids find any way to hurt themselves. I don't think they need an extra tool to do it or an wow. extra safety measure because they will still find a way to,
1: to do something dumb. Okay, here's here's a random question I wasn't expecting to ask, but why not? What is your favorite childhood memory or you know, playtime thing from the nineties. Like let's go nineties. Let's go real nostalgia. If I'm going true nostalgia,
0: like I would have to go back to being in Colorado. Mm -hmm. So we moved from Colorado when I was like six, but the most nostalgic thing that I still love is truly just thinking about going to the Rocky mountain national park and going camping
1: Oh, that sounds beautiful. That sounds yeah. amazing. Kid, adult,
0: doesn't matter. No. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. And my mom would take my brother and I on like three day weekends. So like, you know, we just had labor day. We, we, we would have been up in the mountains, um, just, just camp. Oh. Yeah. And so back to nature where the cell phones don't work <laughs> when cell phones didn't exist. <laughs> I know, but even now where cell phones don't work, yeah, no, that's, that's huge for me. So yeah. So when I, when I think of nostalgia, when I think of like my happy place, cause I know it's kind of what it, what it ends up being is like, it's yeah, childhood yeah. nostalgia, but it's really like your happy place. I really think of the mountains. I think of, you know, 73 degree weather. I think of seeing those sunsets that are a little bit, I don't, I don't know how to describe them either. Cause they're, they're still just hand painted. They are. And like they're beautiful in Texas. They're beautiful in Florida. They're beautiful in North Carolina, but there's something about Colorado and seeing, or even Alaska, because I've been to Alaska too. It's There's something about seeing a, a sunset over mountains. Oh yeah. And it's, it's like seeing a sunset on the water, but it's just, it's more serene. Oh, the, for sure. The water you get to see all of the colors reflect in both ways, but on the mountain, it's just like you see you you can easily see the earth and the sky colliding and and there's that juxtaposition that is just like really metaphorical and super deep
1: that's what i think of when i think of heaven is like that right just like what is your heaven like that's what i think of it's just like those gorgeous cloud orangey weird i don't even know how to describe the color sunset
0: right no just it's it 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 really is it's hand painted so it's just it's something that's uh super like sad dude but like it's (laughs) (laughs) so like yeah i think i think that's my most treasured childhood memory what about you well now i feel dumb no don't feel dumb i'm super incredibly (laughs) ridiculous and emotional because adulting is emotional
1: so <laughs> well, apparently I'm a kid then. Like I have the brain of like a six year old boy. I don't know. <laughs> Cause is okay. it poking roly polyolis too? Cause I like doing that. No, I never did that because somebody told me as a kid that they ate shit and I was like, I ain't touching that I'm touching shit. <gasps> no. Yeah. No. Oh. Anyway. My dad had a workshop when I was a kid. In yeah. our backyard, he had this big work like not like a little twelve by twelve shed. Like this workshop was big. I don't know. It came with the house. I don't know. I don't know. It was yeah. huge, basically, same slab size as a regular house in our backyard as a workshop. He, quote, restored a tractor for the entire time I was a child. Mm. Most of the time it was just sitting there, it wasn't really being restored. But for some reason, these gigantic, like washing machine size boxes got piled around the tractor. And me and my godbrother and my godsister made a box fort that stayed in that garage for years. Oh, I love that. We would play in that box fort and I can still smell the motor oil that was like in that garage. It would be a huge health hazard now. But like... We had this gigantic box fort in this, it was basically a garage shop thing, like concrete slab or all that kind of stuff. And we had boxes piled to the ceiling, which was like 12 feet tall and you could climb in them. And like, we had this whole, you know, apartment complex going where everybody had their own box and we stacked them up really high, their industrial thickness so they could stand up to everything And at one point, like one of the uh, glass panes in the garage door broke, you know, when you have those top glass panes in a garage door. Yeah. So then that was our escape hatch. So we would climb (laughs) all the way up the box fort and then like cannonball into the backyard out of this back window in the garage. It was so much fun. Oh my God. We could basically play like Indiana Jones and everything else back there. That's my biggest like nostalgia childhood memory.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. That sounds
1: like so much
0: fun.
1: It was. Like I said, huge safety hazard, huge health hazard now. I'm sure that people would like put their kids in bubble wrap before they let them do it. But this was the 90s and we had so much fun. Yeah. Like, well, and
0: it's also because not everybody could report you because your kid was, you know, posting on social media what you're doing and it's just kids being kids. Oh,
1: yeah. No, I mean, we did that. We had the trampoline. We had the like tree forts in the backyard. It was, ugh. Yes, I was an outdoor child. <laughs> oh,
0: you know, now I think of that too, is that we had a creek um, in Colorado too. It's now built over. But I remember going out to the creek with like the neighborhood kids and my brother and we found a scorpion once. I think it was a crawdad, but my brother said it was a scorpion just to scare the shit Those out of Those are
1: two very different things.
0: No, we, I, I know that now
1: i was like five when you're impressionable in five years old
0: yeah i was i was five and my brother's four years older than me so he was almost 10 he's telling me that he has a scorpion in his hands and it's a crawdad and the worst thing it's gonna do that, is yeah yeah be a jerk to him but yeah going out to the creek was fun i mean I have to ask you because I have a horrible story of Uh being a child since now this has turned into just us reminiscing about childhood which is fine because why
1: not? (laughs) Adulting is emotional we're coping (laughs) um what was
0: the worst thing you ever did to scare your parents and how young were you when you scared your parents because like as a kid
1: oh um I didn't mean to I didn't do it on purpose does that count? No, mine didn't. I didn't mean to do it either. Okay. So yes, it totally I didn't do it on counts. purpose. Yeah. Um, we li- after I was nine years old, we sold the house in Houston and we moved out to land. We had over a hundred acres and basically didn't have any neighbors around us, except for these one people that I knew that had a daughter that was almost my age. So basically I walked across like 500 acres one day to go visit my friend. And I forgot to tell my mom where I was going. And I just, I just started walking. And I was like, I'm going to go see her. She's my friend. This is great. I don't remember exactly how old I was. I had to be older than nine. I might have been like 11, something like that. And I just took off walking and I was good. I was comfy. You know, I mean, this wasn't like your kid's going to get snatched. There's literally no one here. I was gone all day. Oh, no. It disappeared in the morning during a rainstorm because for some reason I decided that was the time to take off walking. Um walked over there like they knew where I was but this is pre-cell phone so there was no like call and find out where your kid is and so about you know dinner time I'm like oh I'm getting hungry better go home (laughs) my my childhood logic um So I walk back up and my mom like grabs me and like screams at me and hugs me. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like Mm -hmm. what, what, why? And she was like, I have called in the fire department already to come look for you. Cause we're in a tiny town and the fire department is the search and rescue. They are the fire department. They are the everything. She's like, I have already called the fire department and they were about to come out and look for you. Like they're calling in the guys to come look for you and find you. And I was like, I was at the neighbors. Like, why are you worrying? (laughs) So, (laughs) what about you? (laughs) So mine is similar.
0: I was a lot younger. Um, so I was about four.
1: Okay. Oh wow, much younger. Yes, I should have known better. I guess (laughs) I was born. So,
0: like, for people that are wondering, I was born in 1994. So, um, So this is still in Colorado, and we didn't live that far away from where uh, John Benet Ramsey had her uh, untimely demise. Ooh. Um so for people that don't know John Bene Ramsey was a little little girl. She was I think 6 years old when uh she um found deceased in her own house. Ooh. So there's still a lot of weird things around there but she was actually like a uh, pageant a little pageant star, a very cute little girl. Um, that's horrible you know Uh, not that she was a pageant star
1: but the other part
0: no yeah um so that was in 1996 and in 1998 I decided uh to go around my neighborhood in my rollerblades because I also like to rollerblade yeah and was great it was the best and so I put on my little rollerblades and I left my house and I didn't tell my mom where I was going and I came back a little bit later and she had had a heart attack because she thought I had been snatched, or taken, or dead, or any of those things. Because all she the worst things. Yep, she immediately went straight to the John Banne Ramsey and just thought that uh, she had lost me. Because um, also, like, I was my brother again was older than I was, so he was in school already. and yeah. yeah, I wasn't in, in school because I didn't go to school until kindergarten, which I think you need to be like
1: five or six for. I think
0: so. Um, I didn't go was... to kindergarten. Well, re- right, <laughs> <laughs> right. You were homeschooled. So terrified, my mother.
1: Um, and hashtag adulting is hard for parents because, <laughs> yikes! Oh God! But also, that's on growing up to be an independent fuck, pretty independent people, and like, kind of shows from childhood. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. So that
0: was the that was also the first time that I had uh, ever been grounded. I didn't understand why, but I knew that I had upset my mom. Formative memories.
1: (laughs) Oh, here's a question. What is the worst thing that happened around you? Like, not necessarily to you, but like around you as a child that at the time you didn't realize it was terrible Mm. or how close you came to it, like a close call. Do you have one of those? Like death or... (laughs) Like death or murder, the JonBenet Ramsey kind of story, like anything like that, where it was like, this was really close. We didn't oh. realize how close this was kind of thing.
0: Yes. I was almost kidnapped.
1: Oh my God. Okay. Yes. Tell.
0: Um. So I was in a Circle K with my mom and uh, this random, or not a Circle K, Um. Kmart, different. So a clothing- Oh God, I
1: forgot about Kmart. Holy yeah. crap.
0: Okay. Continue. No. Sorry. K- Kmart existed um and i think we were doing some like easter shopping because my mom used to do like the churches easter eggs and everything else yeah. so we were just kind of looking for those little like cheapy toys and stuff like that um and i believe we were in naples and i just kind of wandered off from my mom and i was probably like seven seven or eight. Okay. Oh yeah and this random guy just came up and like held my hand and like I remember mm-hmm. I remember being in the middle of all of like the clothes because I was in a clothing section because I just kind of like to run through all the clothes because that's Oh yeah, of- that was fun as a kid. Exactly. I was that was run the kind the of racks, kid that I was. Yeah. yeah, just running through the racks. And this guy came up and held my hand and started like pulling me toward the door. Ew. And so like I had him holding my hand and I looked up at him and he looked down at me and I was just like kind of looking at him and I was like, Who are you? And like I pulled my hand back and then he like he went away. I don't know if there's more to that memory that I've just kind of like shoved down (laughs) that I don't have. Okay. We don't need to go that deep anymore. No, but like that was the closest, like as an adult I've come to also being like, oh wow. Like it might've been like his first time trying to like take a kid. So like, maybe it was the fact that like, I was like, what are you doing that scared him away? But like, like not an easy enough mark. Yeah. Like be fierce. (laughs) Yeah, always. always, always teach your teach your kids to be independent because Hells, that yeah. could save them from being kidnapped as a child. <laughs> put
1: them in jujitsu. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put them
0: in ju- in jujitsu. Absolutely, <laughs> teach them how to sweep the leg. That's not jujitsu,
1: but sure. I don't know anything about jujitsu, so <laughs> it's fine. Martial arts. We'll go broad. What about you? Okay, um, this did not, it was not a me directly, but later on, looking back, I'm like, holy crap, I didn't realize how big a deal. I was on a t-ball team, so I had to be really young if I was t-ball. I don't remember things in exact ages. I think I have a few head injuries. I know I have a few head injuries. I currently have a concussion. It's fine. Anyway, currently? t-ball team. Well, I got me in the head during jiu-jitsu, and it hasn't healed yet. Don't give me that look. Ow. out. <laughs> I'm keeping this in. Because I'm the one that edits
0: and people need to know how disappointed I am in you. Anyways. <laughs>
1: it's fine. I'm disappointed in me too. But um it's okay. It's good. I also got my teeth chipped the other day. That hurt. Um yeah. Weird thing. That hurts. Anyway. Um that's not the point of the story. T Ball team. She's gonna fire me y'all. <laughs> She's going to fire me at a disappointment.
0: <laughs> it's a partnership, so I can't fire you. But, uh,
1: Yay! I <laughs> tenure. Aww.
0: I am wondering where the whiskey is. So. <laughs>
1: T-Ball team. So it was my first year of T-Ball. We were the Hammerheads. I think that's where my favorite color black came from because that was the first time I ever had a black jersey. And I was like, this is cool. I don't know. Anyway. Aww. And there was a kid on the green team. He was Mm -hmm. cool. He was quiet. He didn't, like, make an impression to me other than, like, you're a nice human as opposed to a bad human. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, we're, like, again, this was less than nine because this was in Houston, so this was pre-nine years old. T-ball season ended. Everything ended. And then this news story came out about this woman that drowned her five kids in the bathtub. Her psyche snapped, and the doctors had warned her, like, don't have any more kids. And she drowned her five kids in the bathtub, starting with the oldest and ending with the baby this is really dark. Mm. And one of the kids that was drowned was the kid that I associated with on the baseball team.
0: Oh.
1: And like, that was a family that we knew. And we, like, we didn't hang out with them, but it, you know, when you run into people at baseball and all that kind of stuff as a kid. And at the time I was like, wow, that's horrible. But it, it didn't in my mind be like, I knew one of those kids. Right. And then later it was like, holy crap, I knew I knew like one of those children that was murdered. And it kind of like sunk in my gut as one of those, this is horrible and gut wrenching and makes me want to vomit kind of things. So yeah, it wasn't a close call on me personally, but it was somebody that I knew and eh. No, and I mean that
0: is like the whole to to have a dark humor. Adulting is an emotional
1: thing. Cause like you don't you don't fucking think about that. Like especially mm. as a kid, like that's not that's not what no, you, right? especially in the 90s. Like we were talking about like health hazards or I was talking about whatever, um, health hazards, pushing stuff down, like not wanting to tickle that memory too hard. Yeah. I feel like in the 90s, we pushed a lot of stuff down and we're like, oh yeah, we can handle that. We're 90s kids. like, Meh. And now, you know, kids are supposed to unravel that stuff and we're like, oh, we're supposed to look at that and then all of a sudden all this stuff comes spilling out. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, I think it's a benefit to having so much of a a... a there's there's been a lot more push on having and an being emotionally healthy right like we we talked yeah. about that before too but like yeah i think there's a lot of things <laughs> and not to be said for like pushing shit down or anything but like there is a lot to be said that there is a lot of stuff that you just can't really register until you're older or can't anyway can yourself yeah, yeah, and not and and definitely not in a way where you should have uh, unhealthy coping mechanisms. Hashtag uh, introspective Lauren thoughts. Uh.
1: Do not abuse substances. <laughs> Cheers.
0: Ish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ish. Um. So I think that it's. Yeah, it's just it's it's an interesting dichotomy, I guess, because I don't and I I don't have kids, so I can't speak to that, and I don't know many parents that are truly like asking their children to give up their childhood in order to be that introspective. Yeah. But I don't know when the right time is to have those discussions either. Cause I think that if you are trying to be a well-adjusted person, like everybody goes through a trauma, like nobody has a perfect life, but you know, the earlier trauma that you go through, when, when is the right time to have that conversation?
1: Right. My question also is physically speaking, if you're cut and you scar, that skin is gnarly and gross, but it's stronger, right? Ish. Ish. In some ways, like it's 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 not pretty, it's not great, it's not desirable, but it's stronger. So, if you like, keep that wound open and look at it and treat it and you know flush it out it for a longer period of time rather than just saying close it up, get rid of it like as quick meatball as mash would say mash i love mash my favorite tv show um meatball surgery and just get it closed up and healed like which one is better in the long run is it better to have that bit of scarring that bit of extra armor that holds you up as an adult when life really hits the fan or is it better to start dealing with it as a child i don't know because i i haven't had both ends of that spectrum and i'm not an expert
0: yeah no i don't know either i mean emotional scars are something that are a little different because when you do have that kind of fester it makes you wonder if anybody else has been through what you've been through and like again like a physical scar it's a little easier to be like oh yeah I was hit in have with a hockey puck and other people are like oh that's cool but it's like right if you were to say uh oh yeah I had this traumatic experience when I was a child <laughs> most people aren't going to be like oh that's cool they're usually going to be like oh Yeah. You you stay on your side
1: of the subway train and I'll stay
0: on my side of the subway train.
1: (laughs) And you and I have had this conversation and I'll just say it on recording for the anybody that's listening. Um, You don't know what to do because like empathy seems like you're trying to top them and then sympathy seems like you're trying to belittle them. So I, I put humor where it's not supposed to be. Same. Because I don't know what else to do. I can't change your past. And so I try to laugh at our present. That That is an unhealthy coping me- mechanism or maybe it's a healthy coping mechanism. I don't know. I'm not an expert. I'm just living and surviving and trying to thrive.
0: Yeah, no, I think, I think dark humor works for a, a, a fair amount of people um, who at least have been through and accepted enough of the trauma or even still are just trying to accept it. Um, and that's not to say that it's for everybody, right? But no, like, it's not. My, my way of leveling to people and, and again, like empathizing, like you said, is is to not compare stories, but to try and explain a story that I might have that I feel levels with the other person because like I, I want people to feel like they're not alone. Mm-hmm. And now given the, the state of the world, like that scene is, you know, trying to one up somebody. And I don't think it's trying to one-up somebody when you're trying to just say like, hey, from experience, I know you're not alone and I'm trying to establish a rapport with you where I also understand what you're going through. And that's not me trying to say that I know better than you. It's me trying to say that I know where you've been and I know where you can be. And I know that this part sucks, but that doesn't mean that it's the end of the world. And then sympathy for whatever reason anymore just seems disgenuine. Yeah. Like, it seems like if you say, I'm sorry to somebody the that no matter what you're doing, it's, it, it is, it, it feels like it's belittling somebody and, and it shouldn't, but it just does.
1: No, it shouldn't at all. Somebody very wise <laughs> who shall remain nameless upon request um, once told me that the same words from your friend will sound like love. And the same words from your enemy will sound like hate Mm. because of what you believe that person has in their heart for you. If your enemy says, I'm sorry for you, forget the delivery. Say they type it in a text. I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry. It sounds sarcastic. I'm sorry for you. It's that, it's that whole thing of like misreading text or misreading the intent behind a sentiment. Right. And if your friend tells you the same thing, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm sorry for you. It's the same words But you don't assign the same intent to it. And it's almost as though as a populace, we've decided that if we don't know that that person has good intent for us, we assume they have bad intent. It seems to me, I am not an expert, I don't know, it seems to me that we have assigned a bad intent to strangers. Yeah, I used to live in a world back in the '90s. We're being nostalgic, you know. I used to live in a world where you met a kid on the street and you just assumed that they were cool. I, I wish that was so now. It would, it would be a lot better. So, we've talked about COVID. We've talked. We've talked nostalgia in the 1990s that probably most millennials wish they could go back to. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. Can we be
1: children again? <laughs> yeah, take me, take me back. <laughs> Anyway, so this was our first episode of Adulting is Emotional under Mind Over Millennial. And if you enjoy this episode, let us know on our Instagram at Mind Over Millennial Podcast or hit us up at mindovermillennial podcast at gmail.com. And if if you like it, we'll do another one. And on the next one, if you have something you want us to talk about or you have a question, a story, a query something you just want us to share so that you can be heard, let us know. We will get you on the next one. And it was always great to have you around. Absolutely. (laughs) We'll see you later, guys.
0: Bye. Mind Over Millennial Music by Zach and Gabriel Ramos. We are funded mainly by ourselves, but we're not too proud to ask for support. Feel free to drop us a line to learn how you can keep learning from our mistakes and Google sources, of course. (coughs)